Howdy, folks. Three Sheets to the Mouse is an adult-themed podcast that may contain content and language not suited for younger cowboys and cowgirls. Now then, hang on to them hats and glasses, because this here's the wildest podcast in the wilderness. Fuck that little pig. Now that is phenomenal. I love shaking my booty. I've never been to the Edison. I'm sorted, but you'll be rewarded when at last I am given my dues. <laughs> and I'm deliciously squared. <laughs> 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 Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 121 of Three Sheets of the Mouse. We're four average guys with love for all things Disney. I'm Scott, and joining me on this week's show are three guys who are a sordid assortment of executioners of Disney and debauchery. Tim. I didn't know that we were talking about those kind of bears. Mikey. Off with his head. And Adam. Dance till you're dead. <laughs> We're here to talk to you about some Disney parks, Disney booze, and a little bit of debauchery in between. So sit back, relax, and uh, grab a burr, and enjoy the adult side of Disney with three sheets to the mouse. I wish we could play the cricket sound live. Yeah, he is milking the bear thing hardcore. This is going to be a very hard show to get through. It's going to be downright it's gonna unbearable. Be unbe- Damn it, he said it first. <laughs> I can barely believe how this I thought the beer thing was clever. I thought it had merit. Well, you know, you're smarter than the average bear. (laughs) Hey, boo-boo! Oh, wait, we don't have the rights for that. Shit. We don't have the rights for anything we use. It hasn't (laughs) stopped us yet. He's always trying to bring this back to baseball. (laughs) What? (laughs) Well, that was just barely necessity. Oh, God. The you bear start. puns are... You started this, though. That's all I'm yes. going to say about that. It's this, this, this about to get well, fucking hairy. Look, you're just, you're just glad I didn't make a Grizzly Adams joke, because you all have beards. Because we can. <laughs> Grizzly Adams did have a beard. You know, we don't and have a bear. to walk around going bare-faced like you do, Scott. <laughs> well, you know, some of us can, uh, can barely pull it off. Some of us also look barely legal. That's true. <laughs> this is actually true. I got I got carded today again. <laughs> well, thank you very much. <laughs> Those days are long past me. Well, unless you ask for the senior discount. They ask for my ARP card now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you have Do you have your ARP card? Because we have a sweet deal for it. I, I get to have I get to have dinner early though. <laughs> That's true. Right? You you. you <laughs> <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Early bird special. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I ha- uh, yes, I'd like a table for two. Uh, it, it's four thirty. I know, I know. We're, we're staying out late tonight. <laughs> we got bingo yeah, later. We, we gotta get the bingo. <laughs> uh, I got so, a new dauber. It's glittery. <laughs> so uh, tonight, uh, if you can't tell by the uh, by the bear puns. We're, we're going to be talking about some country bears because there's been a little bit of news recently about it. So, uh, is it news? No, no it's, it's rumors. rumors. Right now. Rampant okay, rumor sure. that smells like 
salmon that's been splayed open, eaten, and just left to rot. You know, the more, well, the problem is, the more I think about it, the less sense it makes, so... So this is from the WDWRT. Oh, it's totally nonsensical. Yeah. Well, we'll get to the news in a little bit. Uh, first, let's talk about uh, what's in our glass tonight. So we'll start with uh, Mikey. Uh, I'm probably going to bottle it down, which hurts to say. I don't have a replacement right now, but... I am uh, finishing off my uh, Jameson Caskmates uh, IPA edition. How is that one? I've only had the stout. I liked it better than the stout. I really, really? did. I, I mean, I still do, I guess. But yeah, I, I thought I, I, I'm not a huge fan of IPA beers, so I was expecting it to be really bitter, bitter, uh, bitter forward. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's smoother drinking than the stout. The stout. Just seems heavier bodied. I mean, obviously, I guess because the stout, but like the, the the flavors, I thought were more more beer forward and and less the whiskey. I don't get that with the IPA. Interesting. I, I've wanted to try it. I've just I've never really uh, grabbed a bottle. I, I do like the stout. The stout is really good for me, at least, because it's got no, like I a did, nice. I didn't dislike it. I'm just this one. I thought tasted better, and I and I, I sampled them, you know, side by side. Very heavy pours, and because <laughs> I know a guy, <laughs> I got a guy. He pours. Oh, uh, it's so, delicious. Uh, yeah, I like it. Is good. Well, the nice thing is, Mikey, it's not overly expensive to replace that bottle. It's no. usually under thirty. Yeah, and I would replace it with the stout, just because you know I've I've had the IPA, and then I would go ahead and grab a bottle of the stout. But why wouldn't you just replace it with the one you like better? Varieties of the spice I, I, of life, I, I, Adam. Yeah, I keep it moving. Also, I've, I may have had some acquaintances uh, get into this bottle, and um, uh, I don't think they'd like the stout as well. Ah, there uh, you go. Fair enough. <laughs> Playing the long game. That's always, when it comes to this cabinet, yes, every time the door opens, the long game is all I'm thinking about. <laughs> Did you like that? Never getting that again. Did you like it? Oh, I hated it. I'll buy six of them. <laughs> Do you have anything good in there? No, nah, nothing you like. No. Why would you, why <laughs> nope. would you even look? I have, I collect vodka now. <laughs> what, what What? do you like to drink? I don't know. Fireball, Jack Dane. Nope. None nothing of that here. you would like in here. Uh, you, you like pumpkins? You like oh. pumpkins. <laughs> uh, all right, Tim, what's in your glass tonight? Back in December, we went to Hershey with the Millers and the Wozneys. And the Wozney gave us a bottle of Bent Red from their local winery called Bent Ladder. It's really good. It's actually, uh, I was reading up on it, and it's made out of two different grapes, uh, Corot Noir and Noirette. And both... Wait, Tim is having problems? I've never heard of these grapes before. Yeah, they were. So it's they got to be like Pinot varietals. They were developed by Cornell University. Oh, to grow in colder yeah. climates. Interesting. Smart wine. Yeah, really interesting. I thought there were just two kinds of grapes: seedless, <laughs> and the ones that have seeds in them. All right, Mikey, you knew better. There's, you know, there's at least red and green. Right, right, right. Well, I thought it was purple. So, the, and so that's green. four kinds of grapes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think there are sub kinds within that. And them, them dried ones. Them, them dried grapes. 
Raisins? Oh, those raisins? <laughs> yeah, okay. Tough to make one out of raisins, I've tried. <laughs> They've heard Doesn't it through the grapevine. Very, I'm you get very dry wine if you use raisinets. Mutilated yeah. grapes. Might as well just use plums. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it sounds like, is it sweet? Is it it's, bold? Is it rich? It's dry. It's it, smooth. Um, it's got a lot of cherry flavor to it. It's good. I like it. Cool. Where is that from? Ohio? Ohio. Doylestown, Ohio. Doylestown. Why is everything in, in Ohio something town? Youngstown, Doylestown. Oh, Doyle rules. Oh, Doyle does rule. No, <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> you knew it was going to be me. Mm-hmm. Um, and tonight, you know, it's it's the summer solstice this week, or last week. And I decided to go with one of my favorite summer drinks, something light, something classic, uh, gin and tonic. So I, de- I decided to grab the bottle of the Botanist Gin, which is a, uh, a gin from Isla, Scotland. Uh, made with 22 different botanicals. And then uh, threw in there some Seagram's tonic water, which contains quinine. Why? What's what's wrong, Adam? Of all, you know, it bothers me a lot when you use bad mixers. Uh, he, he roasted me for using Cherry 7-Up. I'm sorry, Cranberry 7-Up <laughs> with Always my gin. Always read before you drink what's in your actual mixer. Yes, it may contain quinine, but it probably contains a lot of high fructose corn syrup. It does. And, and all the other fun stuff that makes that nowhere near an original drink. And it's serums. It's like, no. Yeah. It's, uh, tastes fine to me. Ugh, I, like I, I mean, I don't it's drink not. enough gin and tonics to, to know okay. the difference. Like, could I have gotten Fever Tree? Yeah, but I didn't want to pay $6 for a four-pack. Yes, but you'll taste the difference in the drink. Then maybe I'll have to try that sometime. Yeah. Now, would you would you be bothered if it was Seagram's Club Soda? Is that a gin and tonic, then? No, but that would be a gin ricky. Yeah, then that's my answer. Yes, I would be if you called it a I'll, gin and tonic. I'll probably, I'll probably switch to gin ricky, because I do like that one as well. That's or you a can great call summer it, drink. A gin and soda is fine to say, too. Yeah. That's basically what that is. But. That's a, a, to me, this is just... It, these these are just good summer drinks. They're really refreshing. And I'm also very disappointed you're missing a meaty wedge. I have I have tiny little wedges. I didn't see any wedge. That's not. So that's, that's not a, a micro wedge. wedge. What the hell is that? It's a micro wedge. Is that a wedge for ants? What the <laughs> hell? What did you do? Oh, he had to make I it a triangle because you know he's got. <laughs> I quartered it. It's a pyramid. Scheme. It's, a, it's, a, it's my Pythagorean's <laughs> wedge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do I want see my hypotenuse wedge. is visible? I, I don't think I want a meaty wedge. I've never you had a meaty have wedge. A I'm, wedge. I'm oh. not. I'm not a big fan of the thick wedges. I like my wedges a little more petite. You can't walk in the thick ones. Yeah. Well, you've seen his height. Throws off his center of gravity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then he's stumbling and they think he's drunk. But no, he just has a wedgie. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I chose the botanist gin. I'm, I'm almost out of it, which is sad because it's a really good bottle of gin. I'm out of my gunpowder. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> that is such a good gin. It really is. Uh, although I did see Hibiki, you know, Centauri. Yes. Centauri has, has a gin. Centauri has a gin. I kind of want to try that. Can't find it. Been looking. Uh, right here in New Jersey. They had it? it? Yep. It's in the back, in the vault. Gotta okay. go in the backpack. They must have just gotten it in because when I, it was announced, I want to say like five or six months ago. 
Yeah, they they I think they got it maybe a month or two ago. Okay. Maybe. But yeah. I want to try. How much is it? Just uh under 40, I think. Really? Yeah, I don't think it's above 40 or 42. Why is it in the vault then? All the all the Japanese stuff is in the vault. The Japanese stuff is in there. Okay. They kind of keep it all together. Makes in sense. That, in that corner on the floor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, literally. <laughs> bottles of hibiki on the floor. Adam, what are you drinking? Water. <laughs> Jesus just turned it into wine. I was going to say, <laughs> it's about to get jesus <laughs> Well, you know. No, nah, I'm drinking the same wine that Tim is. I really like it. It's complex, though. I'm surprised how complex it is for a local winery. Especially up in, like, the cold areas. I, um... I, I've been to a couple of Michigan wineries. They actually had some pretty decent ones. I'm not going to lie. Really? I, I think they were better. I think they were better than the New York State wines. The New York State wines are a little too sweet for the most part. But I think that, uh, I think if I remember correctly, and again, it was law school, so I wasn't as versed in wine. Again, this is, this is the period of my life where I was drinking uh, Twin Fin. <clears throat> and uh, the duck wine, not duck horn, but the du- the wine with the duck on it. Oh, the it's imposter. It's like $5 yeah, a bottle. Duck, duck horn imposter? Crane, Crane Lake or something like that. Yeah. Might as well have had it out of a box. Might as well have. Some box wine is good. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Adam. We would, take, we would often bad. take the bag you out of the box on clearance. in law school. And then you slap the bag, and then you drink straight from the bag. I've drank straight from the bag. When, yeah. you, when it gets to that point where it's stuck in the box and you can't get that little bit out, out, you got to squeeze yep. it. Yeah, you that goes pull right it out and you, yep. you canteen it. <laughs> Hell yeah! We should do a challenge to find the best carbordo. Oh yeah, that should be a challenge. Should be a challenge. We could do that. That's a lot nope. of wasted wine. Though. <laughs> you're you're waste three bucks. You're on notice, there, Gina. Some of them are really expensive now. There are some there are some pretty fancy box wines. There's whiskey in a box. Don't know how I feel about that. I don't know how I feel about that either. I mean, the whiskey the only thing I, I mean, think, I might I mean, try it for science, but the thing the only thing I can think of if it's in that like bladder and it's like that mylar bladder so it's dark, it'll keep it nice and like out of the sun and everything. So that It will stay fresh nice. longer. Yeah. Than like opening and uh, corking it back up. Yeah, because I, I imagine that, you know, a portion of the cost is the bottle and the cork and how fancy that is and just throwing it into a you know well a also well also the fact that there that no air is going to get into the bag it's going to empty out as it mm-hmm. goes so you actually won't have that air spoilage that happens over the life of that bottle being open uh, I was don't last that long to worry about that Right. Our, our bar is looking really sad. If anybody wants to make donations, I'll gladly send you my address <laughs> at this point. But yeah, the bar's looking kind of hurt. Tim. Yeah. In that, in exactly in exactly two weeks, I will have made my year anniversary for that bottle of blends over there. I don't understand and how you can make a bottle of anything last for a year. And I still have one extra there and one extra there, and then the gold is on its way out. But I've been meaning I've been drinking that with a purpose. I've still got that Johnny Walker, or not Johnny, yeah, the Johnny Walker Blue and the Jack Daniel Sinatra from Bay Lake. Oh my God, really? For, that's from November, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It doesn't come out very often, my man. <laughs> you might want to start hitting that a little bit harder, though. <laughs> you need to drink more. No, I'm just saying, like, after a year... Uh, if, once it gets down to half, you have about a year to drink it. So, if you, as long as you keep it above half, you've, only, you've still got a whole year to drink the rest of it. Oh, no, I don't have that much. I mean, I'm talking, I've probably got, like, four pours. Oh, okay. The longest we've ever had a bottle was the Knob Creek 25th anniversary. That was, that was about, about a year. That was about a year. Okay. Well, you also have two people in your house drinking. Yeah, I know. It was nicer sure. when I was just drinking it. Yeah, this is a challenge for me. I've got all this. It longer. <laughs> I don't have all this, all this alcohol. Send more. I'm out of alcohol. I also have to cut down on the brown alcohols because there's a lot more sugar content than in gin and vodka and all that. So start switching up once I actually start training hard for Dopey. And Princess, don't forget. If I'm training for Dopey, Princess is still going to be a hell of a piece. That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's, like half, it's like half the miles. It's... And I'm only running the ten and a half, so I skip the five, because I just yeah. don't get there in time. So uh, as we as we you know have alluded to throughout the entire opening uh, we're, tonight we're going to be talking about the Country Bear Jamboree because uh, just recently there was kind of a rumor ish thing announced uh, by a few places actually. Unfortunately, it's actually not just one place. Well, they all that's got to start from the this. same place. Yeah, this is true. Uh, but there is a rumor going round. That the Country Bear Jamboree in Frontierland of the Magic Kingdom will be replaced just prior to the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World, that's 2021, with a Toy Story audio-animatronic marionette show. So basically, Woody's Roundup. Alright, can we take a second to kind of shoot this in its foot a little bit? Yeah. Because they just spent all this money creating a whole Toy Story land. Mm-hmm. Where you can meet Woody. Why would you throw this yeah, it doesn't make sense. back in Magic Kingdom? Well, does Woody... Now, I don't know this, but does Woody still make an appearance in Magic Kingdom? No. 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 Okay. Then then you're right. Then, this, then that really kind of shoots this in the foot. The only reason is because of the setting, then it kind of makes sense. But outside of that, then yeah. I, I don't see any reason to put a toy store. And, and the, the yeah, I, I just it, it doesn't fit well here. But then again, his barbecue thing they're doing at the Contemporary that doesn't fit there. Um, well, there's reasoning behind that, and they're also opening up a restaurant. But the barbecue thing is just a crowd control kind of situation. We need to throw these people somewhere. The movie just came out. Let's put yeah, that they're over riding there. The, they're riding the ways of the movie. But yeah. they are the, getting another restaurant. Toy Story Toy Story Land is also getting another air, another restaurant. Which is going to be a barbecue joint, isn't it? Yeah. No, it's a, it's going to be a barbecue joint. And um, right, right as you walk into Toy Story Land, right before you get to the Big Woody, um, 
uh, you turn right there, and there's kind of like a building already really? there. It's, no, it's, nobody went yeah. after that one? No one went after that, I know. I'm not touching his big Woody. I've seen bigger. That was low-hanging fruit. <laughs> oh, well, you saw the picture I posted today, I mean. <laughs> I, I did there, Snuffleupagus. <laughs> there's a reason why I keep him around. <laughs> um, <laughs> there the, is... the tracks he leaves in the sand. <laughs> <laughs> People, people think it's R2-D2 running around. No one could ever um, confuse me with being a sand person. <laughs> they only travel single file. It's like a baby's arm holding an apple. Um, so, yeah, right as you walk into Toy Story Land on the right is is it, it basically a building that's right now hidden by bamboo. That's all it is. They're going to cut that back down, and there will be an entrance to this building, and that's where, uh, that's, that's going to be. But I'm, if they really needed another attraction, why wouldn't they put it over there? They have room to make more attractions. The theater's not that big. Nope. So it just doesn't... A lot of this doesn't make any kind of sense. It doesn't. Um, now, I will say, it does, it does make sense for the setting and to draw people back to it because, you know... There are. This is literally the Maelstrom argument all over again. Country Bear probably brings in as many people in one year as Splash and Big Thunder do in a month. I disagree because I kind of feel that this attraction goes through more of a wave. It's very cyclical, and I, I, can't I, I bet it's it. probably really popular in the summer. It's, it's oh, sure it is. But it's also when we went in the winter, it was waiting room. So uh, there's no kind of rhyme or reason why this attraction gets so crowded, and then sometimes it's dead. I mean, like you 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 walk by, and and there's generally not a wait for it, but then sometimes there is a wait for it. It, it is kind of weird. Well, you also have to realize the thing is it's a show. So if you see the show is not going to start for 20 minutes, true, you're not going to sit around and just wait for 20 minutes for the show to start. It's not like waiting in a line queue. No, it's waiting in a holding area. Exactly. But there's really not much to see or do in that area. Yeah. Um, all right, so, well, look, let's get into a little bit of history before we do our little version of armchair imagineering to uh, to kind of replace it because it has been around for 50 years almost, and it's kind of long in the tooth in my opinion, and I think we... Uh, we decided this week to take our stab at it and tear it down and, and build something new. So blow the fucker before up. Before we before we do that, let's learn a little bit about it. <laughs> take out the restaurant. You can't do that. <laughs> uh, we let's learn a bit about a little bit about that. And so uh, Adam is here to tell us about that. Yeah. So believe it or not, Country Bear Jamboree is not meant to go in the existing <laughs> Disney parks. Originally, it was made up for a Disney Mineral King Ski Resort in California, which Walt was actually trying to build back in the mid-1960s. Um, project was actually assigned to a very famous Imagineer, Mark Davis. And Albertino? I think that's how you say it. Albertino, and, yes. Yeah, they came up with a bunch of different male group, bear groups, excuse me, including like marching bands, mariachi bands, and the Dixieland Bears. Um, one day, Davis was working on the drawings and of the characters in his office. Walt walked in and saw the drawings and laughed because he loved the characters. Now, this is not necessarily written in stone. And in my research, I couldn't find anything to kind of 
say that this didn't happen, but on Walt Disney's way, way out of the office at that point, he turned to Mark Davis and actually said goodbye. Um, most Disney historians will sit there and say, Walt Disney never really was one to end a conversation or a meeting with that goodbye. It was actually the last time Davis saw Disney, who died a few days later on December 15th. Don't know how true the story is. Kind of makes it a little tug on the heartstrings that you want to knock this down. I think that's just propaganda. I don't know. It's it's a story that I've heard a few different times. It is. It actually is a it's it's a long standing story. And if you listen to uh, Jim Corcus, who's kind of a historian on this stuff, uh, he tells the same story. So I yeah. believe it's true. I believe it's true. I just can't find anybody, obviously, who was there. Imagineers was still working on the project. Obviously, the ski resort didn't get built, so they decided to throw it into Walt Disney World. They actually tapped Imagineer Exitensio and music director George Burns to create songs for the Bears to actually sing. On October 1st, 1971, the Country Bear Jamboree opened its doors in the Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World. When this attraction first opened, it was extremely popular, so much so that they decided that they're going to put a replica of it in Disneyland with a few tweaks. The one in Disneyland actually had two theaters, so that they can simultaneously show the show while one was exiting, and it was just much more of a people leader at this point. Um, Due to the actual popularity of the version in Disneyland, we actually started building one in Tokyo. The one in Disneyland opened March 4th, 1972, so almost a little over a year turnaround on that. And the one in Tokyo opened April 15th, 1983. Actually, that only took them five months to build. Yeah. Well, they Holy had shit. It's a small theater. I mean, but in this situation, there were two separate theaters with yeah. two... Yeah, but even by today's standards, you open, you open a theater, happen. you're talking like a year and a half to, never to build something. Never happened. Freaking OSHA. <laughs> and for and, good I reason. Mean, from what I've read, and I've never obviously been to Tokyo, the Disneyland version uses better, more modern animatronics, which look more realistic than the Magic Kingdom and Disneyland versions. Um, the first ever overlay was also done on the Country Bears, and that was the Country Bear Christmas Special at the Magic Kingdom and Disneyland Resort. First time this happened was back in 1984 during the holiday season and again it got another update in 1986 around May um, I'm sorry May in Disney World and February in Disneyland during this holiday season wait what the hell happened to my notes here I'm sorry my notes got out of order that's okay this whole courtroom's out of order Okay, so in 1986, the second overlay happened, and that was the vacation hoedown. (laughs) Better than a hoe up. Well, you know, hoedown. Debuted, that also debuted at both Disneyland and the Magic Kingdom. And they were still flipping back and forth between the Christmas show, and I think it stayed for a while, the vacation hoedown. It didn't go back to the original show. Um... It lasted in Florida until Magic Kingdom's 20th anniversary until 1992. And then the original show came back in 1980. Same one as it had to rotate with the Christmas show. Traction closed in Disneyland on September 9th, 2001 to make room for Pooh, which opened on April 11, 2003. 
think. Which is a which is a fine version of that ride. It's a very good version of it. It's a better version, in my opinion. Well, it is because one, they had a little more room than uh, uh, Toad's Wild Ride. All right, and I, just a, a sub note here: the only place you can see all the overlays, and they still do change it out, is currently in Tokyo Disneyland. So they still do the Christmas, and they still do the hoedown. Well, they do love them some bears in Disney or in uh, Disney well, Tokyo. You know, it's that cutesy thing. Oh God, yeah. On August 21st, 2012, and this is another reason why I don't think this attraction is going anywhere, because it's only been seven years. Um, the Disney World version of Country Bear Jamboree closed for a two-month-long refurbishment, and they just kind of updated a little bit of the animatronics, cleaned up some of the fur, and actually cut two songs. Yes, they did. They cut Pretty Little Devilish Mary and the Fractured Folk Songs. And oh, I like even, that one. Yeah, they're gone. And some of the actual dialogue was removed as well. The show is now only four to five minutes shorter. The show is now currently four to five minutes shorter than it was when it originally showed. Kind of interesting. Great history. So some of the characters we have is Henry, and he's the master of ceremonies. He's the big friendly brown bear. He wears a great top top and a starched shirt front and a string tie. He plays a yellow guitar sometimes, and it is implied that he and Teddy have some sort of scandalous backstage romance. Teddy Barra. Yeah, you got it. And he is voiced by Peter Renaday. Yep, Pete Renaday. Liver Lips McGrow. He is the weird one. He has the big lips. He gets his name from his very large lips. He's a brown bear and plays the guitar. He has, um, since that he got a little bit of a tweak during the 2012 refurbishment, and he has a messy, unkempt head of long hair in the Florida version, obviously. And he is versed by Joni, Jimmy Stoneman. Wendell is the hyperactive golden brown bear who plays the mandolin, and he is voiced by Billy Cole. And he was the one who actually sang Fractured Folk Song until it was removed. Teddy Barra is the one that never appears on stage. She actually descends from a hole in the ceiling on her swing, which is decorated with pink roses, and she is a brown bear. She is voiced by Patsy Stoneman. Oh, really? Yep. Hmm. Why, why is that a big thing? Well, she's kind of a famous country artist. Is she? Yeah. Are you thinking of Patsy Cline? No, no, no. Patsy Stoneman. Okay. I have never heard of her. She was, she was a, a, I mean, like, early, early country music pioneer. I don't know who that is. She, like, if, <clears throat> Stoneman family. I mean, we talked oh. about one of them already. Okay. So now, yeah, well, speaking of another Stoneman, he actually <laughs> voices Ernest as well. He's voiced by, voiced by Van Stoneman, but... He until, only until July 1975. His were re-recorded by Randy Sparks. But if you have, to, you can f- try to find his recording on the 1971 record in 2003 CD for our Disney. Another one of the Stonemans. Yeah, well, until he was replaced. True. Um, Terrence was the tall bear with the fur. He wears a yellow hat and plays the guitar and is also voiced by Van Storman. Trixie is the very large brown bearer. She wears a blue bow on her head, a blue tutu around her waist, and holds a blue handkerchief in her left hand. She is a little blue, has a huge crush on Henry, and she is voiced by Cheryl Poole. And Big Al. 
Big Al yeah, was actually, like Al. you know, everybody likes Big Al. And he was actually, by my niece, referred to as Tim's brother. <laughs> yeah, she just called him Uncle Rob. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so Big Al is the biggest bear. He's gray with a light gray birdie, although his fur was changed to brown in 2012. And he wears a tent hat and a red vest. He plays an always out of goon guitar. He is voiced by Tex Ritter. And his hit song, Blood on the Saddle. Nice. On the saddle. You know, and again, props to Disney for actually going out and getting, uh, I mean, the Stonemans, Stonemans are a long time early country music band, uh, family band. And Tex Ritter, I mean, these are big names in country music. Uh, Tex Ritter's in the country music hall. Country Music Hall of Fame. Uh, now you know his son John, as in the actor. Was that really him? Yep, that's that's really oh. his son. Um, and then I think they have yeah. I think J, uh, doesn't John have a son that's acting now? Yeah. So his grandson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, good for Disney for going out and getting real good names. I mean, we also have <laughs> Zeke, who is voiced by Dallas McKinnon. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know who he is. And his solo was cut as well. There's a lot. Zeb was played by another member of the Stoneman family. And then this is where it gets... We have a list of characters. Of the... I mean, you have Buff the Buck. Um, he's considered the leader. And he's actually a voice by Thor Ravenscroft. Oh, yeah. Bu uh, the big bison guy, Buff. Yes. Yeah, Max... And he's the whitetail buck, and he's Peter Renaud Renaday. Mm -hmm. Melvin is the moose, and he's Bill Lee. Um, you have Sammy, the raccoon, who is voiced by Bill Cole. And then after that, that's really the main hunk part of the cast, like the good chunk of the cast. There's a bunch of smaller characters that you, we can sit here forever and literally list them all and how the voices were changed, but we'll be here all day. Yeah. Uh, no, Dal, uh, you know, Dal McKinnon uh, act. Oh, okay. So if you if you watch any of the Disney films uh, of that era, 101 Dalmatians, he sings in that. Um, Mary Poppins, he's a singer on the, the back, like backing singer, Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Um, he's uh, does a lot of character voices too, so you'll find him there. And this show is built with some really interesting things. As, as a total, there's five different stages. There's a cast of eighteen auto audio animatronic bears, and if like the lot, a few of those stages are actually turntables. So if there's an emergency fix that's needed, they can delay the turning of the one of those turntables. Uh, approximately like five to ten minutes if they need to to not that long but like they can pause it almost to try to fix whatever's wrong if it's an emergency i mean additional yeah. and it's it, it's really a technical show when you think about when it was when it was actually happened and it was all put together things are moving constantly moving up and down and the turntables are turning it, it's a really interesting from a tech standpoint well it takes a lot of the uh it takes a lot of the engineering principles from carousel of progress oh uh, but it even has more because you have things gone it even takes them from the tiki room when you think yep, about it with the lowering from the ceiling Low and exactly raising yeah. up from the floor there's mm -hmm. a lot that goes on so it, it's really 
interesting. I mean, if you haven't seen it, see it before it go allegedly goes away. So, I mean, and I have a list of the songs, but I don't think we need to go into all that either. Some of them, are like like Blood on a Saddle by Tex Ritter, is an actual song before Country Bears. Yes. And they got him to sing it. Yep. Very cool. Very cool. Um, now, we've all, I assume we've all done, I know Mikey's done Country Bears, you guys have done it as well. I found it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a step above the people mover. <clears throat> it's two steps. <laughs> Texas two step? That's a, yes. yes. Um, you got my joke. Yeah. Now, Adam, what do you think of it? What, what's your take on this? Do I do it all the time? No. Do I do it maybe once out of three or four trips? Kinda. I don't need to do it. It's a show. It's sort of like, and I know this is sacrilege to say, but it's sort of like the Carousel of Progress for me, where if I need a nap or I need to just sit down in air conditioning, that's where I'm going for a little bit. Yeah, I think I think I'm kind of on the same level. I I can't remember the last time we went in there. I want to say it was 2010, 11, I think, maybe the last time we did Country Bear Jamboree. Um, it, it's it's fun. I enjoy the music, and if I if I can just listen to the the soundtrack, because I have the entire you know audio from start to finish on my playlist, I'm good. I'm okay. I'm good. I can I can pass on it. What about you, Tim? I can pass this right. I mean, we we see it maybe once a decade. We, the last time we saw it was 2017. The time before that was probably 2007. So, I can I can leave this right. I don't I don't need to see this again. I mean, the only thing I can honestly say though is because we went with really little kids, mm-hmm. and they love this thing. I've never taken well, anything. Jillian loved it. Stephen and Raven not so much. They Jillian weren't little by that point. Stephen was not that little. He was eight. Mm. That's, and that's where it, it yeah. should be like prime wheelhouse for eight. No, I, I would think it's a little bit younger than that. I'm thinking more along like five, five to seven years. Well, like uh, niece was. She was kid. She was a baby. She's still in a cab. Yeah, four, yeah, four to six. I think is where this kind of sweet spot for uh, for its audiences. I have yet to take it on. I guess I guess we'll do it this upcoming fall. Um, maybe. We'll see. If it's if still around. <laughs> Mikey, what about you? I thought long and hard about this question. I figured it was going to get asked. And for me, I think it is just purely sentimental. Like, I didn't hate it when I went to it because I've always enjoyed um, animatronics and shit. Like, it reminded me of going to, when I was a kid, Chuck E. Cheese. Or no, it's called Showbiz. Yeah, Showbiz. No, back I, then. I, I and totally seeing the Rock of Fire, you know, band up there, and uh, all of those, all those animatronics, fucking remind me of Munch, hm. um, the big purple yeah, thing. Yeah. So you know, I always got a kick out of that, and, and that is all really. I think it gave to me. I, I I like music. I think I would probably like it a whole lot better if I heard this set performed live by musicians as opposed to. You know, 
overhead looking at the animatronics. It is a great place to nap. We got caught on the wrong side of uh, the street during the uh, Festival of Fantasy Parade one year in the summer with our backs to Splash Mountain and the sun beating on our face. And when it finally got past me, Stephanie says, we got to find some shade for these kids or they're going to die. And I looked around and I was like, ooh, I know just a place. And we ran over to Country Bears and they all passed out. Hmm. So, I, I mean, I've done it. unless, uh, Literally, unless they changed up the songs, I don't think I need to do it again. Yeah, and that's and that's kind of where it lies for all of us. I mean, for, for and pretty much most of the Disney going public. I mean, I I I would say it's for the most part it's a you know once you've done it you you're good for at least one or two or three trips. Well, I have a question then. Like, in order to change up the songs, would you change them to what? Like, uh, would you keep them classic country, or would you move it into? Contemporary. Country. Oh no, no, you can't do Florida Georgia Line with the country. I bush. would burn it to the ground, regardless <laughs> of what building no, 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 no. I'm not saying that far forward, but I'm I, saying like maybe like Carrie Underwood. I mean, I love contemporary country. I love it. I am. I do like Florida Georgia Line and Luke I'm Bryan, sorry, but they have their place. Of course, you do. They no, have their place. I, I cannot don't. stand Florida Georgia they, Line. They, they, they not, do, no. and it's in the garbage disposal. Yes. But, but that's where they artists belong. like Carrie Underwood. I would even um, say go back a little farther than that and do like some Garth Brooks and Garth George, George, Reba. Straight, yeah. yeah. I would see even, I even Tim McGraw, Vince got oh, Faith Hill, Vince yeah. Gill, Vince Gill, Vinny. But then, my boy Vinny. Do we end up with another show like Food Rocks? Probably. Oh yeah, no, we Which would totally horrendous. <laughs> the uh, the Weird Al version. Food rocks. Exactly. It's the weird out version of all the songs. So we do all be change all the words to bear. <laughs> and there you go. I can barely breathe. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's ex- it's what you're getting. Uh yeah yeah, I mean I I would love to see this. If they're gonna refurb it and and do um new songs, I would love to see this kind of a tribute to classic country like Patsy Cline like uh, Johnny Cash and Tennessee Williams uh, or Hank Williams and I I, I would like to see that more than I would like to see um, even Garth You don't want to see Taylor Swift coming out of the out of the rafters? Taylor Swift is a country. You know what? She has she has a a swing like that in her house in a birdcage I don't want to know we're getting way down a rabbit hole that I just uh, yeah. don't need to hear about at all, I, ever again. I kind of do. <laughs> well, y'all could talk about it after the show. Well, I mean, let's let's think about who we're talking about here, though, for a hot second. She's not really country anymore. She never no. was, really. When no. she first came out, she was a little was, tiny bit country. She was yeah, a little bit she country. She ran with that Kelly Pickler. Oh, oh yeah, uh, Kelly Pickler. The Kelly Pickler, what? the one who sounded like a goat. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> God, that's a name I haven't heard in like a decade. You're welcome. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I think if they're going to redo it, it's it's got to stay classic country. Can't be contemporary. But then you're going to lose your audience. I don't know, man. You know what? I scoffed at my grandpa for trying to introduce me to Johnny Cash when I was like 13, 14. And uh, now I would give anything to sit down and put some cash on and All right. have some wine with him. How many years did it take for that, though? 
Oh, 20 years. Well, that's what I'm, so you're looking at a, a, from time you're 13 to the time you're 36 where this doesn't have a draw. What about folk covers of contemporary rock songs? Oh, yeah. Bluegrass covers. Hazy Dixie. Yep. Never happened. That'd be great, though. <laughs> Look, you can go down a rabbit hole with uh, bluegrass well, but, covers. But, the, again, you're getting away from the theme of the area, yeah. then, if you're... We can't have this turn into Westworld. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think, want uh, those damn bears coming after me. Thank you. I, I'd be yeah, a, I don't think could, a bluegrass version of Nine Inch Nails Hurt will Fine. Let's, let's not do Westwood. How about Deadwood? Can, is there at least Sandy Newton there? Is there music in Deadwood? Yeah. There's a lot it. of fuck in Deadwood. <laughs> yeah. No, they do say fuck a lot. Like it's a musical instrument. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so look, we decided to to kind of give our own little spin on this on this armchair imaginary, and, and I, I think we've all decided to burn it to the ground, right? Yep. I'm burning it to the ground. Well, so Adam, Adam's going to be on the sidelines. Adam's going to be our yes. Bob Chapik. Um, we are going to pitch our ideas to Adam, and Adam's going to make a vote, and he's going to decide. And then jointly with that, we'll we'll let the shooters decide which one they want to have as well. But Adam's going to be the lead pitch man for this. So, Adam. Which one of you victims want to go first? <laughs> I think you just need to assign it randomly. Yeah. As okay. random as you can. Call us up. Because Mikey usually goes first on these things, <laughs> and Tim usually goes last on these things. Tim, why don't you go first? Because if I get any more drunker, I'm not going to be able to remember what I'm going to say. That's why I said <laughs> Oh, you should have made him go last. It would be great. <laughs> okay, so everybody bears knows... Bears figure it out. Yeah. Everybody knows the Muppets presents great moments in history, right? The little yes. show that's yeah. right there in Liberty Square. I'm moving them... Into the theater. Okay. And I'd like to keep them puppets. I'm not opposed to changing them to animatronics, but I'd like to keep them puppets. So, you know, you'd have to keep the same frequency that the show happens. Where, where it bring, is now. Can can we bring back those life-size Muppets that were in? Uh, no, 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 no. That was horrible. The, the uh, funny thing when I was researching this, the puppets that they use... For this show are actually five percent larger than the actual Muppets for the, the movies and the yeah. Well, shows. I mean that makes sense. They're what twenty five feet away. Yeah, from they me. have to. They and wanted them to seem the like they're too. the same size. So we're gonna keep Sam Eagle as the host, and of course JJ is gonna still be there. And expanding on the shows that already exist with the, the Declaration of Independence and the Midnight Ride of Paul Revere. We're going to have a scene with Fozzie as Ben Franklin discovering electricity. <laughs> and he's flying a kite, and the lightning hits, and the whole theater blacks out. And then you hear Kermit in the background screaming at him. Uh, Miss Piggy is going to be... Uh, this is going to be a scene with Miss Piggy as Betsy Ross. <coughs> uh, this, doing the first American flag, however, in true Miss Piggy fashion, she's having somebody else do the flag. And that's kind of a nod to the rumor that you know Betsy, Betsy Ross, Ross was didn't not actually, yeah, she do, didn't it, actually yeah. do it. I like that. Um, Kermit, it's going to be uh, George Washington crossing the Delaware, 
and he's gonna get lost. Because <laughs> Rizzo the rat's on on the boat, and it's just a hot mess. That river's only like, I don't know, eighty feet deep, yeah, eighty feet long. Yeah. Say. Well, it's, it's not that big. It's Kermit. <laughs> I've actually crossed the Delaware. Yeah, so we cross it every day. Mm-hmm. And there's gonna be a Gonzo as a Davy as Davy Crockett and his chickens. I like that. We can't put too many scenes because it's got to be short, especially if we keep the puppets. Because mm-hmm. the actors yeah. are not going to be able to keep keep the pace. But Tim's yeah. paying overtime for the SAG. Yeah. The actors' equity uh, wages are going up and up and up. But I think the theater would be a perfect fit for like a small little puppet show like this. Get him out of the uh, Liberty Square area because I think that's a problem. People don't know when that show happens and every time we've seen it we just happen to be upon it. The only times we've we, we've never really stopped and watched it. We've kind of like slowly no, walked through it. Watch it. It's we good. Gotta stop and watch we, it. Yeah, we, we slowly walk through it. We catch like half of it because we come into the like we come into the show halfway through. We actually stopped it, the last time it was Adam, myself and C-Madge and we stopped and it was the first time he's ever seen it. He's like, why have I never seen this before? I was like, it's, it's way amazing. too sporadic. It's, t- yeah. it's not. It is listed on the time scale. It is, yeah. So, I mean, if you really want to plan your day around this, you could. I don't know if you will, right. but, I mean, I would see it. But since so it doesn't have, like, a, it, a theater or it. a building, it's in, people generally just tend to walk right past it. But that's the thing, is if you, um, if you give it its own dedicated theater, then obviously it'll be more of a draw and will we'll draw more people to it. And I also like the idea that they're actually puppets and not an animatronic, because if you decide to change up the show, you can. Yeah, very easily. Yeah, just script it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get scripted, get yeah. the voiced actors to do their part. Yeah, that's a month and a half of rehearsal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Change the costumes and the puppets. I like this idea. Yeah, very good. What would you do to the theater itself? Anything? I mean, obviously, you'd have to have sets designed to each scene and then you can you can keep the revolving aspect of the theater to have the sets kind of semi-permanent so you'd use the turn keep the turntable turn yeah, just to make it easier for have them, them turn yeah. and you can have different sets that way that's smart and of course you gotta have Waldorf and Statler on the wall heckling the whole time well they can just be where uh, Melvin uh, Max yep. and yep. Buffalo yep. and with the exactly. rumor that Muppets Vision 3D is going away. You kind of need a, a bigger Muppet. I don't presence. know where you heard that rumor. <laughs> I, I dig that. I like it. I honestly don't think Muppet Vision is going anywhere soon because it's a people eater. While Dad's playing, you all watch Muppet yeah. Vision. Like yeah, that whole it, Grand Avenue area is under <coughs> the knife once Batu gets up and running. I think, I mean, not to go down that rabbit hole, but I think that will eventually go away, but I'm thinking at least like three or four years after the 50th yeah. anniversary. You agree. It's, it's, I agree with Scott because of the simple reason, all right, you're going to go play in Star Wars land, me and the kid is gonna go, are going to go watch Muppets, and then we're going to sit in Pizza Rizzo while we're waiting Well, I think it, it's not going to go away before the 50th anyway because it's you got so much going on for the 50th. Yeah, right I, I think that I think it's going to be, well, because... After the 50th, then you've got Epcot 2.0 really coming around. 
I think it's going to be a while after the 50th before they, they start to do construction in Hollywood Studios. Yeah. But I, I agree. That's that's a perfect expansion for Star Wars Land. I mean, you cut that out, you cut out uh, Indiana Jones, and you've got an extra, you know, 100 acres that uh, – or 40 acres that you can use to uh, – uh, to expand Star Wars land. We'll see. It's a big it's a big plot of land. Yeah, but I don't see them destroying that theater. They'll repurpose the, it. For yeah, something. they'll repurpose Indiana Jones for something. The Kylo Ren stunt show. Yeah, the Star Wars stunt spectacular is where I was going with it. Yeah. Now done. you can and escape the Death Star. <laughs> Come join the Ewoks as they Tyson. as they battle ATAT. Ewoks stunt <laughs> spectacular. Oh, oh, no. I cannot say what I almost just said. Wow, that would have been bad. Ewok anyway, um, let's go on to our next presentation. I'm gonna choose Scott. On the heels of Batu opening in Disneyland, the rules have really gone out the window. Okay. Now, one of the things that I think is coming to Disney World and coming to the Magic Kingdom is a lounge, a dedicated lounge area for Walt Disney World. I honestly think that we are going to have a bar inside the Magic Kingdom some point before the decade is out. You already do. A bar to the public. Fair. The People's Bar. The People's Bar. People's Republic. Before the end of before the end of 2025, I believe we will have a dedicated bar in Walt Disney World. So, not wanting to lay waste to the whole Country Bears uh, history, I decided to create the Mineral King Saloon. Ah, smart. So now this is a this is kind of a dedicated uh, bar to kind of the Western United States. Um, so as you walk in, I'm going to renovate the area uh, quite a bit because one, you have to you have to basically make this a, a flat bar. But the ceilings are going to be uh, high ceilings. They're going to have those um, wood beam ceilings with uh, with you know big chandeliers and exposed beams that kind of make you feel like you're in a grand uh, a Grand Canyon Lodge kind of thing. This this Western Lodge. Now um, the main bar that I'm talking about is going to be on the back wall. And what I want to do is, if you've ever seen the Copper Creek Villas. The shower there in the in the cabins has this like stone. This it's almost like a glass wall that's backlit, and it shows like layers of stone. So I want to have the Grand Canyon bar there, and it's going to have this big 25 foot high wall, and that's where all of the bottles are going to stand, kind of as like a display with this like backlit uh, stone faux stone wall. I think I think it's glass. It's like a glass wall, but it looks like layers of stone. Yeah, it's one of the favorite. Parts of those uh, villas. Oh, it's so beautiful. Um, now, one one side of the wall, we're going to have the game wall. And this is going to have taxidermy busts that, because um, it's kind of like this western hunting lodge. You'll have taxidermy busts. And we're going to bring back a moose, a buffalo, and a deer. They won't be the same ones, but they will be right in the same order, just more realistic, not as uh, anthropomorphic as the ones from Country Bears. This would be weird if you're in this, like, Grand Canyon Lodge and there's, like, these animatronic <laughs> bus talking to you. Although it'd be kind of cool. I think it'd be kind of cool if they would they would talk to you. Um, so we're going to have Max, Buff, and Bill, and they're going to all be kind of, uh, kind of there hanging out. The other side of the bar is going to have the picture wall, and this is going to feature uh, landscape paintings of famous landscapes of the West. So, you know, so you'll have um, probably my favorite painting of all time. 
uh, Half Dome and El Capitan from uh, from Yosemite National Park. You'll have paintings of the Yellowstone Falls and all of these grand uh, landscapes. But also, you're going to have scenes from Disney movies. So you're going to have cell animation art from uh, Bambi. You're going to have the landscapes from Bambi. Uh, one of, I think, I got to say, one of the most beautifully rendered CG animation movies uh, Planes, Fire, and Rescue. I love the landscape in that. It is beautiful. Yeah. I was going to be upset if you didn't go oh, no, there. Oh, no, 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 no. I was no. going to be there for you. definitely going to have Piston Peak National Park featured in these paintings. So we'll take those and we'll do, you know, hand-done paintings of Piston Peak National Parks um, and really give this, like, grand feel to the to the area. Uh, the seating is going to be tufted leather couches, exotic wood tables, so basically cut, you know, these uh, big slabs of, of, you know, wood like uh, black walnut and uh, American cherry and have these like long tables that you can sit around and, and drink, not with not just with you, but with your friends and with strangers because the best drinks are the drinks you have with someone else. Um, now, we will have a cocktail menu. <laughs> what? You just turned a fucking page. <laughs> Yeah. I was just laughing at Mikey's face. <laughs> I, I I really really got into this. You 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 did. I mean I'm just people to Mikey. Well no, I'm watching him and I swear to he damn near licked his fingers so he could grab it and turn it over. It's like watching a concert pianist. <laughs> Moving forward and all I could think of is son of a bitch. I typed mine out and only got three quarters of the way through with it. So the you know the drinks I want to specialize in uh, in frontier uh, frontier alcohol because there are some great whiskeys, some great vodka, some great gins from the Western United States. Beers as well. New Belgian Breckenridge Brewing are going to be featured highly in this bar. Uh, Frontier whiskey selections like Stranahan's, Wyoming High West Bullet, uh, Laws Breckenridge Westland. Those are all going to be heavily featured in this. in this bar again there will be no outside influences so no uh you're not gonna have budweiser bud light we're not gonna have um you know kentucky bourbons this is gonna be frontier uh, western uh western whiskeys um spirits will also be from the western u.s colorado vodka is a is a up-and-coming brand that is uh, very very highly regarded so uh couple of things we'll have small bites um buffalo pastrami reuben sliders so rather than your normal you know beef we're gonna have buffalo meat uh replace the uh, the meat there um we're gonna have fried pickles because I, I can't think of a western themed bar without fried pickles um now this one was inspired by dinner that i had saturday night uh we're gonna have tater tots or potato barrels as disney will call them but rather than just regular potato barrels, we're going to have potato barrels that have smoked Gouda inside them. So it's going to be tater tots with smoked Gouda inside them. We're also going to have some uh, some Wagyu beef tacos. All right. I'm going to stop you, Scott. Mm-hmm. You made a beautiful upscale restaurant. No, no. They're small bites. They're tapas style. You're talking Wagyu Yeah, like beef. Nomad. Nomad has a full rest, a full service five star rest, a full service restaurant attached to it. Yeah. Where are you sticking your kitchen? There's a, this is ten thousand. This is a hundred thousand square feet. There's plenty of room for a kitchen. For a lounge. Yeah, for a lounge. We have a kitchen dedicated for this lounge. 
We need some good food in Magic Kingdom. I don't disagree with you, but I think you would have been served better, especially with the cost that I keep <clears throat> on hearing with mm-hmm. your exotic wood tables and your glass wall with alcohol. I don't want we- to have a restaurant because if you put a restaurant in, if you put an upscale restaurant in Magic Kingdom, you're going to have the, the shortcomings and the downfalls that Skipper Canteen had. You but try to do fancy menu things. Is, you have to realize something. Your menu is mirroring that with your replacement of beef, mm-hmm. your potato barrels with Gouda in it. I mean, you're going very upscale yeah. for a little too upscale for, and this is, again, my own opinion. You're going a little very highbrow for a lounge. It, it seems Especially like in, that, but it's, for in Magic Kingdom. I know, but but it's while it seems like that, I think it's going to be, it's going to be friendly enough that people aren't going to scoff at it. So you know, fried pickles are still going to be there's still going to be some good old fashioned stuff that everyone's going to have fried pickles, um, deviled eggs, and you know, obviously you got to have like a charcuterie board with like salami and uh, and you know, cheese and different like cheddars. I just think while it seems like it's going to be upscale, it's not going to be overly upscale. You have a glass wall with alcohol on it and exotic wood tabletops. Well, yeah, <laughs> it just it looks nice. When, when <laughs> every other restaurant in this in Magic Kingdom uses for mica tables. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. I mean, this is. I mean, I, I don't get me. Wrong. I do love the idea. It's just out of place. I would look. I would prefer this as a full restaurant at this point. Yeah, you overdo territory lounge. To be this, I, yeah. I mean, I I could I could do that, but I want to put this in Magic Kingdom because I want a place to sit down, relax, and have a drink, like Nomad Lounge in Magic Kingdom. The other, I don't think you would ever get that feel. You might, you might because of the location. Now the the only dessert I did have one dessert that's going to be on here, and it's the only dessert that that really you have to have, uh, and that is uh, s'mores. You got to have s'mores. Where's your campfire? It's no real campfire. I'm just saying. That's what you think of when you say think of Frontier. It's not gonna no. be happy with the campfire. Um, <laughs> I do have a couple of specialty cocktails that that I I want to mention. Right. Um, the one is the, is going to be an old fashioned. Basically, it's called Diamonds on the Inside, uh, and that's Diamond Peak from Stranahan's, uh, Sugar Cube bitters, uh, barrel aged bitters, and then an orange peel. Uh, the second one is uh, you're a daisy if you do. And uh, that's uh, Campfire uh, from High West, Ron Zacapa Rum, Sweet Vermouth, uh, Ramazzotti Amaro um, uh, Bitters, and then a brandied, brandied Cherry Garnish. And then the last, uh, the last two I have are going to be more themed to, to the Disney side. So we're going to have the uh, Kauai River, which is one of the rivers that ran through Mineral Springs, uh, which is basically a rye whiskey. Uh, poured over really, really crushed ice, and then a big lemon wedge with a sprint of uh, mint leaves. And then the last one is the Teddy Barra. And this is uh, Stranahan's Colorado Whiskey with some pear nectar, uh, muddled cucumber, activated charcoal, and citrus. Like a charcoal powder. It's activated charcoal. I was just going to say, activated charcoal liquid? Are you trying to detox people? Nah. Well, yeah, you got to <laughs> detox. <laughs> but yeah, so those are the special cocktails. Uh, I would love to have Mineral King Saloon open up in Disney. Everything you say to me doesn't say saloon. Well, I call it a saloon because you're in the West. Scott, I love you. I know. You know I love you. Mm-hmm. But... 
This sounds very expensive for very little payoff. I mean, think of, think, think of it this way. So the tacos are going to be are probably going to run about 15 bucks for a, a small appetizer of three tacos. Right. That's not expensive. I mean, when you think about... Well, that's the problem. It's not expensive. Your d- demo in construction would be installing a kitchen where there isn't one will be. Couldn't it share a kitchen with Pecos? No. No, not for what it, he's no, it actually it actually could. I mean, it could share the kitchen facilities. He's wanting to shove little bitty chunks yeah. of gouda in tater tots. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, exactly. All you do is you mash up potatoes and... I love how he says all you do. Now make it for 5,000 people. <laughs> oh, I don't think 5,000 people would come through here. Well, maybe they would. No. Then, then, <laughs> and oh. now he's dreaming big. I mean, if you don't even think 5,000 people would go through there... No, I think they would, actually. Now that I think about it, there's, what, on an average day, there's, what, 40,000 people in Magic Kingdom? About 35,000. Yeah. So, yeah, we get, we so, get a 5,000 through a day. Open at 11, close um, at 8. I don't know. What do you got on the menu for kids for them babies in a bar? Nothing. Tots and hot dogs. Nothing. First of all... There will be, and I promise and cre- you. And trying to f- explain how the animal heads are on the wall. I promise you, no Mickey check meals here. I want none of that bullshit. Okay, then you have not created a lounge. You created a restaurant and a two-service restaurant. I want there'll be some there'll be some pretzel bites. You'll have uh, pigs in a blanket for the kids. We are we are featuring some finger foods that just are fattening and delicious. We don't need. Uh, we don't need smoked turkey sandwich. I mean, there's no pork belly. I'm disappointed. How can you do this without a pork belly? Where's the pork belly taco sandwich? Ooh, that would be good. Kebab. Pork belly taco hey. with a quail egg on top? <laughs> yeah. You just want that quail egg. <laughs> no, I love that. That was, Dude, that was part of that pork belly. <laughs> that was the best. No. I had that at Artist Point. I would love this idea as a restaurant. I really would. <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't want to go full restaurant because again, you're gonna befuddle the, the the shortcomings of Skipper's Canteen. No, Skipper's Cantinas had a befuddling because it couldn't figure out what the hell it was. That, that too, that too. This has a theme and a plan. I don't think I think it's too much to be just a lounge. <clears throat> you should have thought bigger, kid. <laughs> well, I didn't want to do. I just, I just didn't really feel like doing a full you restaurant. Have, how tall was your your glass wall of alcohol again? Twenty five feet. What I twenty five feet? It's a lot of glass. It's two stories. <laughs> yeah, oh. two and a half. And who's? <laughs> it's all for show. It's all for show. It's all water in those bottles. It's <laughs> <fine>. <laughs> I think that sounds better as a restaurant. Oh, I just, uh, I just, I see this coming. I see Magic Kingdom having this, and I would love to have something like this in there. But you have to realize also, and if you're comparing it to Disneyland and Skip and the um, Bogus, Bogus is not that big. No, no, it's really not. And these lounges, again, now the lounges a lot of on this, average in Disney are tiny. You're talking about a hundred max capacity. Well, I'm thinking, I'm thinking probably max capacity is probably a hundred. Um, Wait, you have how many square feet and you're only throwing 100 people in there? Well, I mean, you're going to have like a walk-in area. There's going to be some, there's going to be more open spaces. It's not going to be like um, Abracadabra where it's tiny and no one can get in. You know, there'll be plenty of seating. Yeah, but you've been in the lounges in Disney. They're tiny. 
They're small. There's not like this huge lounge anywhere that I can think of in Disney right now. No. That's how they control the alcohol flow. Yeah. Exactly. A little bit. Yeah. They make you stand in line and wait for it. Well, Magic Kingdom just got a little bit better. <laughs> you know what? You ain't gonna feel that stroller hit you on the ankle. Like, I can see a lounge as what I would do is tack this onto a restaurant. Make your lounge and make a restaurant. Make your glass wall double-sided. Now you're making me mad this is never gonna happen. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, but that's what I would do. Have the lounge and the bar area in front. Mm-hmm. You put your no. podium right by the bar area so people no, can you, sit and you wait. Do, you're right. You, I mean, I would say that uh, Nomad and Tiffins is probably about 100,000 square feet total. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I guess you could probably do that. And then have your glass wall your glass wall of alcohol as the divider. Share, share the food. All right. So, the Mineral King Restaurant and Lounge. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Now you need to create a better menu. And on that point, we're going to go over to Mikey. I'll, I'll get back to you next week, Bob. <laughs> there won't be a next week when I'm done. Uh-oh. <laughs> and literally, it will be next week when you're done. It'll be next week before I'm done. <coughs> no, because I only got three quarters of my notes on this because I, I had to go to work today. And then he has another 50%. Yep. <laughs> and then I got another half after that. So That's Scott math. Okay, well, unlike... <laughs> Let's talk... A... Nope, you know what? We're not. I'm over it. No, wait, wait, wait. No, I want to hear because that... Scott almost exploded there for a second, so I want to hear. Scott math was one fucking night. <laughs> yeah, that's all it takes. It was, li- no. Technically, it was like four nights and seven days or yeah, something. because that's where it started. <laughs> you know that's all it takes. <laughs> four nights was, and seven started, days? Yes, four nights yes. and seven days, and then it snowballed. So <laughs> This is true. This you, is true. You can, think, you, you can, re, you can quote uh, episode numbers really well. <laughs> uh, doing the algebra is not so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I failed algebra. <laughs> algebra is I, I did as well, but I don't pretend I didn't. He's doing common core over there. I, I, I am... <laughs> Yeah, Ethan starts kindergarten. I am fearful of what math is going to be. I'm literally like, I watched Incredibles 2 over the weekend, and I, <laughs> I'm just thinking, math is math. You can't change math. Nope, they did. Yep, you can get the same answer as the textbook, but you got to get it their way. If you get it, it's wrong. No, it's, it's fucking right. No, <laughs> you got there the wrong way. That's always been that way, though. I'm blazing my own trail, teacher. Always been that way. When you got to algebra, if you did not show your work, you got the whole question wrong. Yeah, but I'm just talking about they just just, just they do it three for digit multiplication and addition now. It's like really, yeah, yeah. X equals seven. All right, Mikey. Oh, yours. you're hosting <coughs> no. new Bob. Okay, I'm just, I'm just moving us along because I know this will be a, a 45 minute pitch. And by 45 Uh-oh. minutes, I mean 45 minutes and seven nights. You can't you can't make the joke your own, Scott, to take it away and and defuse it. <laughs> just just it's it's worth a try. Well, okay. So Scott and Tim both went. Uh, they they thought small. I did. I thought small. <laughs> well, you tried to cram a restaurant into a lounge. So that, while, while you had a big package, you didn't fill it well. 
Oh, God. <laughs> and uh, I've already forgotten what Tim was doing because I drank. But I think it had the, the Muppets. Yes. At a boy, Tim. Um, so, yeah, you went with a show and you went with uh, a, 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 a... Scott wants a drink. So you went with, with a lounge. Um, I will go against the grain. I think you can fit an attraction in there. Oh, this is literally the armchair imagineering equivalent of the train running into the tunnel. <laughs> yeah. No, so this is just, the Doctor Who version. Oh, wow. It's so much bigger on the inside. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to create square footage where there isn't any. No, okay, just, just kind of stay with me here. Okay. Yeah, okay. So, I'm calling it Gold Rush. And... It's set against the backdrop of the Wild West in the late 1800s. And you find yourself uh, stepping up to the sleepy little town of Quake City to help out the Hash Knife Mining Company. And it seems the owners of the Hash Knife Mining Company, uh, a couple guys named Theodore and Amos, they've got in a little bit of trouble deep down in their minds. And you've answered the call for help or the promise of reward in the form of some gold you could find while helping out and you're given this task of assisting uh ted namus uh by the town's barber sheriff and justice of the peace one homer mccoy none of this shit's ringing any bells is it no no okay well some bitch <laughs> ted amos homer mccoy ted amos so you 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 step up, like I said, it's just like the the outside is going to look like the mining company's um, office, but it's actually built to butt right up against the actual mine itself, which you know kind of saves on some space. I think uh, I know it, but I'm not sure. It's 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 a. Uh, you get inside the little the small queue area, which would be kind of the same loading area or the the the, the, the lobby area, I guess, for the show, uh, for the Country Bear show, and uh, you've you know you'll see. Uh, a lot of things that you might find during the gold rush um, that made Quake City a boom town 50 years before. Um, I mean, there'll be a hand pump that you can actually operate to pump some water that runs down an actual sluice. And someone at the other end can manipulate a pan to kind of run the water around. Of course, there's no gold in there, but you know you can still do that. And hanging on the walls, you'll find further nods to, um, you know, the Apple Dumpling Gang. News articles and founder photos of the the hash knife mining company and uh i want uh, they're gonna be a little like a little telegraph in the corner that's just beep beep beeping out you know the messages but it'll have one of those um print spools that just keeps running the same you know 10 inches of paper in like a spool all the way around so like you you can see the messages coming off and stuff like that um and then once you get through there you'll enter this this dark chamber at the head of the mine and, you know, there'll be, like, torches on the walls and cobwebs and a lot of dust and shit like that. And you'll split up into eight smaller queue lines. And each of these smaller queue lines will be at the start of a new mine shaft that runs uh, front to back inside uh, the, the show building. Now, on each of these, in each of these shafts, you'll see uh, rails um, complete with uh, ten mine cars on the rails and the mine cars are going to be about five feet long so you've got uh between 10 of them about about 60 feet of mine car right there 
Um, that that's a big train. Where the hell are yeah, you putting uh, this? It's not gonna fit. Why isn't it? It's just sixty feet. That's. I don't think that theater How is many, sixty wait, feet wide. Correction. You know your space. Um, you know your space is a hundred feet by a hundred feet, right? Yeah. That leaves okay. forty feet on either side. Well, I don't. It's just it's just or, a sixty feet. Let's yeah, let's so talk twenty about feet on math. either side. <laughs> well, I'm so, going all the way to the wall. <laughs> yes, but it's bigger on the inside. Where, how? What is this minecart gonna? It can't. Doesn't even have enough room to turn. You know your queue is great. It'll fit where it needs to fit. <laughs> your show building, <laughs> not so great. <laughs> Listen, Scott got, <laughs> Scott got to fucking talk about his dessert when his idea was uh, already no, shot okay, down. Not okay. fair. No, I did not. I interrupted Scott. Did I not? You, you did. I know. Let's let's hear this out. All right. Let's so now, so now, what is this? magic mine car going to do to get anywhere now. <laughs> so you've got... Is it going to go underwater and it's going to be airtight? Okay, and each one of them is going to have ten cars. Each car is going to hold two people. All right, and they're going to sit How many tandem. trains? And inside each cart will be a set of VR headsets. Oh. Cop out. Okay. And the carts will be synced up with an actuator underneath it that's going to allow 10 degrees of movement left to right, front to back. So your, uh, you know, your, your, your pitch and your roll. Not a whole lot. And you'll also have, uh, you know, all of your electronics and stuff are just right down underneath everything. So you'll be able to put these, uh, these, these v this VR headset on. And, you know, you'll enter the cart from the left side, put on your goggles, and wait for the ride to start. Okay? And what you'll have is there'll be a third occupant on your mine cart that shows up once the ride begins. Being um, Sheriff McCoy is the individual who gives you a push down the shaft to go try to find what bad you know, luck Teddy and Amos have gotten themselves into. And uh, he, the, he's the one who kind of narrates and talks to you the whole time. And he's hanging off the back of your cart because he's there to, you know, he pushes you along. Um, so you'll, you know, you'll you go through some uh, some dimly lit mine shaft with, you know, torches on the walls and stuff like that. And then eventually you get to an area where you get this puff of air uh, that blows all the torches out. And, you know, uh, Sheriff McCoy is going to call out to the person riding in the front pick up that torch or pick up that lantern so I can see where we're going because right there in front of you uh, is an actual real world physical lantern you can pick up but it, it, it renders out in the VR world a lot like the guns on uh, the at the void with the Star Wars because we all experience. see how well those guns work when you move too fast right but you're not moving too fast because you're just holding this lamp out in front of you you know as long as you, it's not a kid you know, it, right? If it is, you know, it, it there, there, the dialogue works out. If, wh- whether it works or you know, because the whole thing is the only the only purpose the lamp serves is really just to help keep the bats away from you as you're going through this uh, through this mine shaft. And you'll have you know spots where you've got a hundred foot drop on one side, and you run down through the water, and uh, you know you, the the passenger in the back has to grab the lever to stop to apply brakes and you pull it back and you feel the tension and then you know the the lever actually you know 
it goes it, it just it just goes limp i guess you know so you don't feel the tension anymore so it's not working at all so you grip the the brakes go out you can't slow it down um the whole time you got sheriff mccoy riding on the back trying to tell you what to do to help coax you along uh, a la uh, gary sinise right, mikey let me interrupt you for a second okay so you still have this hundred by hundred building right yes what are you doing with the rest of it well, you gotta have a what cube. do you mean? I've got eight shafts, so I've got eight of these. And each shaft has okay. to be about ten feet wide, so he's got a twenty-foot wide cube. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. Wrap it around. Wrap it around. Switchbacks. <laughs> switch a lot of switchbacks. A lot of switchbacks. Get cozy with your neighbor. How long? How long would you estimate each ride to be? I was figuring about three hours. Um, no, no, I wasn't. <laughs> Scott Math. Three minutes and four days. I was figuring three minutes. Three minutes, four days sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. If, if it's a three-minute ride, you could... And, and again, eight shafts. What was it? Ten carts. That's... Uh, 160 people. 160 people every three minutes. That's actually a pretty good put-through. Between three to five, because you got to get in, you got to get out. Yeah, so five minutes... I mean that's that's still well, six hundred. Um, I don't think it's going to be that smooth because you're talking about people putting on VR headsets. Yeah. This is new technology for a lot of people who have never done it. It's exciting, isn't it? Or it's terrifying. groundbreaking. You have to take that step. You have to take that leap of faith. Or you can think about what they're planning on doing where stitches, which was the VR setup for um, Wreck-It Ralph. Ralph. So Mikey's put through is uh, 1,920 people per hour. That's actually pretty good. It can't. It's That's way too high. You're overestimating. Yeah, that's way well, too high. The, the get on. Think about, because we've all done the void at this point, I think, right? Yeah. So maybe, maybe if he if he accounts for, uh, what do you say, eight minutes per ride, four minutes to You're get it on at, and off, and load up, and then it, three minutes for the so ride. Much, it's not so much the getting on and off. It's actually getting that headgear on. Like, how where's the headgear when you get on the attraction? Well, it's uh, hopefully the person who rode before sets it on the little cradle right there in in the in the cart. So so at at eight minutes per where does the Eight minutes per ride, or eight minutes per load to unload and get someone new on and ready to go, 1,200 people per ride. That's, not again, still not terrible. What happens when somebody gets sick? Well, then you just throw them over the uh, edge of the uh, edge of the mine shaft. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do. No, I'm just being a, a devil's advocate. No, and, and that's, that's a valid question because I also considered an option uh, until you guys told me I ran out of room <laughs> where... <laughs> where the, the front uh, one, two, three, uh, the front middle section would actually have a projector screen in front where the, you wouldn't have to have VR goggles and you could ride it looking at a projector. I, I, I think it would, you would lose a little bit with, because uh, again, you if you're going to do these eight shafts, you're going to have to have them pretty close together. Um, mm -hmm. But there's, but you, I mean, just, don't, my issue is, and I'm not the the size of an adult and the size of a child is going to come into a factor here because of the head. Adults' heads are a little bit bigger than kids' heads. 
You're gonna need a different can, size headset for a kid. Can those things adjust? Like to a point. To a point. I, I would have a. Uh, I mean, that's what cast members yeah. are for. So, Bob. but think about it this way. So wait, 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 wait. So now we're changing out headsets. How long does that take? You don't to change, change out, out of headsets. Head? You you adapt. Okay, so how do you adapt? With a hat. Oh no, they. Uh, you can. I, I. I'm sure you can put some sort of like foam thing behind it to adapt the head. Okay, so now add two more minutes per kid that's going on this attraction. Yeah, I mean, look, there's there's definitely some merit to this. Uh, I'll, I'll just quick calculations. Um, right now, Country Bears has about a 800 to 900 capacity per hour. So we're looking at probably closer to that. With all like the issues with kids and everything else, and somebody getting sick, that's bound to happen. Well, I, I still think even if you even if you slim this down, you're still going to get 1,500 people per hour. That's almost double. I mean, that's that's a good capacity for an extra attraction in Magic Kingdom, where you didn't have that before. And then and then you gut Pecos Bill and do a second theater. Nope. Don't touch my fucking <laughs> Pecos Bills. Do not touch my Pecos Bills. Actually, technically, you could probably you could you could probably gut uh, Tiki Room. And, uh, Don't touch my tiki room either. Tiki well, room is I mean, the little building, though. That would be a pain in the butt. Mm-hmm. The, the ending on this is, um, I mean, I remember I only had three quarters of notes, unfortunately. <laughs> okay, I enough. feel like a guy who didn't get all the way done with his fucking report turns it in anyway. <laughs> fair enough. No, um, you're good. I, I, I had, I had other things, questions. you know. I really wanted to, to have something set up where um, you had to switch tracks by actually reaching out and slapping this, uh, this stick um, that shows up in the VR world and reach out and stop. But I, I don't think I can make that happen the way I want So, to. now I have another question. So, you have somebody doing something in the front, right? Yes. yes. You have somebody doing something in the back. Right. What about the cars in the middle? What? No, no, each car has... Each each car is, is doing this themselves. So, they're not in... Like, you, you don't see the other cars around you once you put the VR on. Uh, okay. So you wouldn't like be able to do this with a family of four. Well, you could, but you wouldn't be able to yell, "Hey, Larry, do the thing," because Larry may be on a different card. You'd just be set up in twos and twos. So why have the train at all? Because why you it do doesn't just look a little cart. Well, because yeah, well, because I didn't yeah. want I didn't I didn't want you to walk in there and look out and basically see a mine. No, but why don't you do one of those? cart things the oh, pumpy like, thing yeah yeah so what you have two and two uh, hand carts hand carts mm-hmm. well because i wanted this to feel more out of your out of your control and out of your hands because you had sheriff mccoy explaining what you needed to do to kind of help walk you through to make sure you you, you did stuff also when you do that one guy's looking behind and one guy's looking forwards so someone's not seeing what's happening not with a vr headset yeah, because those are meant to be facing each other. The, the handcarts are meant to but be... Yeah, but you could, but you, you could you both have be the same the... problem when you have this whole train of people that are now not connected to each other. The only problem is... I will say the only problem about the VR thing is that um, unlike the void where you guys interact with each other, mm-hmm. this doesn't seem like you would look to your to your right and you would see the person next to you next to you. Because you're tandem, they'd be right behind you. Oh, it's front and back. 
But then what if you're in back yeah. and you, would you see the person ahead of you? Yes. So you're, you're only connected with your person in your cart. Right. But Okay. But you get but when you board it kind of takes it weird. Yeah, I yeah, it does because if I just had a bunch of individual cards it would look like sci-fi dining. Unless you have little rooms. Yeah, I didn't have room for little rooms. You don't have room for much of anything. That's why I, that's why I wouldn't <laughs> play <wouldn't> here. <laughs> All right. Fair and I'm enough. not I'm not stuffing fucking grated cheese in a tater tot, all right? Go with Fair me. Enough. Here. <laughs> oh yeah. That's real hard. <laughs> I, I mean I do like it. I, I honestly think this is this is again something that Magic Kingdom needs because a good twelve hundred to fifteen hundred person per hour attraction would certainly help less than some of the other wait times. I mean I, I feel like you're trying to help me with your Scott math, and I think it's actually hurting me, Scott. My issue with it is that we're not using a current IP. No, and no one knows the Apple Dumpling Gang. Like, I, I did no, not... Because, be, you know, and you know why? Because Stinky Pete would have made more sense in Toy Story, which is why we have this conversation to begin with, so but I that, couldn't use but, that. But Stinky that's Pete would be problem. perfect here. I but, know. But that's that was the problems that I was having. Everything I came up with belonged someplace else. I don't hate the idea of Toy Story Land in Frontier or uh, Woody. I do. Woody's Roundup in Frontierland. I don't. Hate if the they idea. didn't just make, I agree. Toy Story Land. I agree. It belongs in Toy Story Land because you built a it fucking does. land. Put the fucking exactly. shit there. It doesn't make sense. No matter what you do now, you cannot use those characters someplace else. I'm sorry, it doesn't fit. You're right. It, it's not going to make sense. You're right. It doesn't. Like at the contemporary. And that's not an attraction. I know. It's a limited time thing, and it's going away. It is. Yeah, but they got a trick roper, and they teach you to do stuff, and you meet the characters. But it's not a permanent thing. It's a moneymaker. But is it, what is it? I think it's like three weekends? Yeah, it's a short. It's, it's over a the short 4th thing. and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, it's just a 4th of July, mm-hmm. I want to say, weekend thing. It's not there to be no, permanent. No, no, it's not permanent at all. Um, I, I like it. Mikey, I do like it. I'm well, fan. Scott, thank you. Your vote means nothing. It does. It, you know what? It's uh, it, it's like many other things in life. It just doesn't matter. Like a fart in the wind. Pretty much. Adam, now the, yeah. the stress is on you. What stress? What are you picking? What would you pick? I'm picking these? any of them. You're not going to pick any I'm of them? I'm sending you all back and fixing them. <laughs> he literally said, it, it's not quite perfect. Go back and do it again. Yeah. Because that's what any, I like your I like your idea. It has its merit, Scott, but it needs some cleaning up. It's also super expensive for what you want it to. All be. right, I'll I'll bring down I'll bring it down and we'll have uh, be our guest uh, lunch. <laughs> Maybe scale it back to a fifteen foot tall wall of booze. <laughs> yeah, you know, make it a little shorter because that makes it all much better with colored water. It's so, so I like Mikey's idea, but there's tech aspects of it that scare me. Mm-hmm. Just because we've all done the void, we've all done these virtual reality, especially when it's daisy chains like that and you're interacting with somebody else, there's usually some sort of weirdness that always happens that everybody points out. It was a good experience, but it's always what you hear after you do the void. Yeah. 
It was a good experience, but I saw my hand when I should have saw my gun. Or I saw my outfit when I should have saw this. So it's one of those dicey, the technology's not really there yet kind of situations, in my opinion. I think that's why I also I don't want it to kind of turn into what's going on at Universal where everything's a film. Yes. In a car. I, I just... I don't like the film stuff. Give me practical. But that's what Mikey's is, is film just in a different headset. Yeah, but at least he's got some practical when you walk into the thing and there's an actual, like, mine car there and you walk in. I, I, I can deal with that. I love Tim's idea, but it's the cheapest one when I look at oh, it. Oh, so Disney will do it. <laughs> that's exactly it. I mean, and I'm not saying it to be mean, but there's no demo. There's very little demo involved. We're using technology. We're using stuff that's already there, and it kind of fits because it's Muppets ish. But you, the story needs to be more geared towards westerns, like I, folk tales. Exactly. It can't be like. Oh, you know what, Tim? Tim, take take the Muppets. I, I got I got an idea to, to, to clean up Tim's because you know we're we're going back to the drawing room here. Tim, take those take the Patriot Tales and make them the Disney Tall Tales like Pecos Bill, John uh, John Henry, and Paul Bunyan. Exactly. Just because it has to fit in the area, we have a great. I'd see that sp- spot where the Muppets are now because it makes sense. It fits in that spot. Mm-hmm. This would have to be a different kind of storytelling. So opening in 2021 is uh, Muppets Tall Tales. <laughs> as as Disney listens to this, I I can I can <laughs> foresee the announcement next month. <laughs> It'll be on. Uh... WDWRT yeah. webpage. That's the one. If I was, if I was thinking like Disney, I see Tim's getting greenlit. Yeah, I can see that because it's one cheap, it's a quick replacement, and it buys them five more years before they have to really figure something out. If I was thinking with what I would want, it would be Scotts, but it would need to be a full restaurant. I would want a full you know what? You, restaurant experience. I have the room for, for it, and I should. I, I'll probably end. Up, you could probably end up doing that. You have the room for a full restaurant there. Like I think that restaurant. makes a sit-down restaurant with the lounge attached. Yeah. But I would even think about doing it in reverse and think about putting the lounge in back so it would be quieter. That'd be awesome. Away from the street. That'd be awesome. I'd do that. All right. So all of them need some work, but. Uh, on the Facebook group, we'll have Pop Pop put up his poll. Which one would you like to see? Um, even the modified versions. Tim's uh, Tim's Muppets take the tall tales. Um, Mikey's uh, Mikey's Mind Train, or uh, or Scott's it's Gold Rush. Go- Mikey's Gold Rush. I've already got a fucking merchandise. Okay, it's fu- <laughs> it's called yeah, Gold. It's and Rush is in all capital letters, and it's like kind of tilted, so it looks like it's fast. Gold Rush, because there's 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 already a mine train <laughs> in Disney World. So it has there's to actually a couple Gold of mine trains. There's one in yes. Big Thunder and in, in and in Fantasyland. I yep. know that also hurt me to, to to do this. I should have just stuck with my Pocahontas musical. <laughs> Not quite Frontier. I, I, <laughs> Adam's twitching. 
uh, or uh, Scott's uh, Scott's Mineral King Lounge. So um, he's talking about himself in the third person. Well, yep, that was awesome. Yeah. Well, at least he remember his name this time. It's, it's yeah. what Scott, Scott does, okay? Scott sometimes refers to himself in, in the third person. Scott you never like refer that. to yourself in the third person. You barely remember to announce yourself. Who are you kidding? I am the Scott. <laughs> it, is, it is true. I'm a little more humble than that. Oh, he's a <laughs> Just a scotch. He's humble. He'll tell you all about it. I was born humble. Thankfully, it wore off. But I will say, go over to our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash three sheets uh, so you can vote on this. Uh, check it out. Make sure you listen and uh, make sure you vote because we want to hear what you would like to see Country Bears ripped out, torn out, and uh, gotten rid of because it can go. It's bear season. It's bear season. Yep. Hunting bears. Uh, also, go over to www.themagicalmeltdown.com. Uh, check out our, our t-shirts. Check out the swag we got over there. Glassware. You will not be disappointed with what you get. Chris Carter just got a, a massive delivery to the UK. Um, he's uh, he's going to be repping some Magical Meltdown in Glastonbury. So he even got the Miami Mafia Tea Company. I want to thank you all for joining us this week on Three Sheets Mouse. If you enjoy the show, go over to iTunes, rate, review, subscribe. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, by leaving a review, by rating the podcast, and by subscribing, you help actually grow the show. You help other listeners like you find the show and uh, and grow the Facebook group because the Facebook group is a lot of fun. Uh, I do want to say thank you to Gina McDonald for having those that lurk kind of speak up for once. Don't be afraid to speak up. We encourage discussion. We encourage posts. We love seeing those. We'll like your posts. Uh, we, we love seeing new faces on the Facebook group. If you're over on Instagram and Twitter, you can follow us at Three Sheets Podcast. If you're in the parks, tag us on Instagram. Uh, don't forget to use the hashtag Three Sheets Nation. Uh, it, it's pretty awesome. We actually got tagged a couple times on someone's uh, Instagram story. They were uh, in the parks. They were sweet. They were drinking. They were having a good time, and uh, we love to see that. We really do. So, if you if you want to interact with us there, by all means, at Three Sheets Podcast. Uh, if we're, if like I said, if you're on the Facebook group, that's where all the fun happens, where the debauchery happens, the drinking happens. It's it's where we keep it Disney 24/7. So make sure you go over there and uh, become part of it. If you do join, or if you invite others, because most of the time you invite someone and you don't tell them about it, they're not getting in unless they do what, Mikey. They got to answer the three questions that are posted that are simple to answer. Period. And if you use uh, full paragraphs and sentences and punctuation and and proper participles, you're gonna get bonus points. Yeah, just don't leave them dangling. That's nope, nope no dangling participles. And don't end a sentence with a preposition. And if you spell the word color with a U, you immediately get approved by Scott. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> or favorite with a U. Even though our favorite, one of the questions is, what is your favorite uh, alcoholic beverage? I did not put a U in there because no one would understand what I was saying. Well, no, you or, couldn't put U in there because you're not in the group yet. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's worse than the bear puns. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, coming out with the four of us over there, lots of fun. www.facebook.com slash groups. Three sheets. All right, guys. As we finish up tonight's show, uh, the bears are dead. We've we've moved on from the country bears. There will be some heartbreak for 
a few people, all of like 10, they can chain themselves to the doors, but we'll be glad to see the back of the bears. So Tim, give me some closing remarks tonight. When this episode drops, uh, training for Dopey will just be getting to ramp up. Why you gotta bring us down like that? I'm just trying to keep people aware because the challenges are starting. Jen, um, over at our sister group, Three Sheets to the Finish Line, is starting up with the challenges again. So July 1st, we're starting with abs and water. So if you want to find out what that is, go over to Three Sheets to the Finish Line. She's got a list already posted of what the exercises will be for the month of July. And I'm assuming she will post on the water content soon, too, and what you got to drink every day. So... Check it out. Get training with us. Get healthy. So you can drink more. Sounds good to me, actually. <laughs> all right. Adam, what about you? Give me some closing right. remarks. So, I have a few things. I know you're all shocked. But I just want to touch base on Big Summer Blowout. Woo-hoo. We are totally booked, and we have opened up the wait list for the dinner on Saturday. Even though it's closed up, people do have a tendency to cancel, so... If you want on that wait list, please let me know. Current schedule so far falling out to be is the definite events that everybody can get into is the Friday if you are staying on property. And I have to thank Brant for making this up for me. But it's Mickey pants are red, Donald's shirt is blue, wake your ass up early, three sheets is going to bat two. <laughs> so that's going to be our... 5 a.m. wake-up call so that the Three Sheets Nation as a whole can go to the Batu together and check it out. We want our spot um, at the Galactic Senate, damn it. <laughs> that's right. Um, Saturday, September 21st, we are looking at Westwood Canyon Cafe at 5. And at 9 p.m., we're going to be taking over Atlantic Dance Hall, and we're going to have the Three Sheets to the Mouse prom. Oh boy. People are going all out for this. Please feel free to dress up. So have fun with it. Um, that's pretty much the housekeeping for that part. I also want to th- say one thing real quick. Um, June is Pride Month. I don't know if you know it, but Tim and I are gay. <gasps> no. <gasps> we are? <laughs> I thought it was just like a convenience thing. <laughs> like a Chuck and Larry. <laughs> yeah, we're using each other for insurance. That's how that oh, works. I think, you're using, I think you're just using them for DVC points. <laughs> I'm using for a D, but not that one. <laughs> we saw. That escalated quickly. <laughs> it's moist. <laughs> I still don't remember if but his calves that big. <laughs> those are cows. Wanna... Calf. Calf. One calf. Cow- cows. <laughs> I do, on a serious note, want to say thank you for making this an all-inclusive family. It's very rare that you have people from all these walks of life and all these areas that you hear so much about closed-mindedness. And we truly haven't found it with this family. So I truly appreciate it. I know everybody else does. So I, I thank you all for being so accepting and so welcoming into our into your lives and we truly appreciate it and that's all i want to say about that yeah i mean we just spent uh, the weekend in the city of new york uh it was nice to see uh really the city just come together and everyone kind of 
support Pride Month. It's, it's really cool. Between the things you see in stores in um, where it, it's not, it doesn't feel like, oh, I have to say this because it's the right thing. It just feels, it just feels normal. And that's what this group is about. No one is, ab- well, we're all abnormal a little bit. We're all abnormal. <laughs> We're all a little special. <laughs> but I love, I do love the group in that it is a completely inclusive group and no one, uh, no one judges anyone for, for anything on, uh, on Three Sheets and we love that. Well, we judge you for what you're drinking sometimes. And we'll judge you if you're kind of silly. You know what? If you put Seagram's tonic water in your, in your gin and tonic, you'll get judged we'll get apparently. Judged. Sorry. <laughs> you get judged Sorry. for the prequels too. You know, well, yeah, of course. We'll take the Seagram's gin and tonic, but we don't want the prequels. <laughs> I, had to, I had to modify that that reference a little bit. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I will say, uh, as we finish up tonight's show, it was a lovely show. Uh, I enjoyed here. I enjoy these armchair Imagineers because it's allowing us to kind of be creative. Uh, so, but uh, really enjoy hearing everyone's thoughts about Country Bears on the on the Facebook group. Uh, there is a lot of love for it, but there's also quite a bit of people that just are ready to see it go. You know, and it's funny when I really think about it. There's really not much true hate for it. No, it's not hate. It's more in, it's just sort of like oh, it's there. Yeah, it's indifference. It it is literally maelstrom all over again. People will it's miss not it like when Stitch. it's gone. It's not like Stitch, where people flat out hated oh, that yeah. attraction. I liked it. Of course you did. Not at all. <laughs> you just you just love the hot dog burp. No, he yeah. liked it because we found out why he liked it. I found it. <laughs> no. Well, besides that, what did you do to your harness? I pushed it up. So that he didn't get the whole oh, yeah, full you didn't hot get dog effect. Spasm. No, I didn't. So... You know, it works. I want to thank everyone for listening to the show this week. Uh, we love having your comments about the show. Every week I post the show uh, to the group so you guys can find it. I love seeing when you guys react to it. I love seeing your reaction to the show, whether it's um, what we're talking about, the, what we're drinking, the music that's in the background. I just love hearing your reaction to the show. So please, by all means, post there and post your, your comments to the show there. Uh, so I will say, as we do every week, I want to thank you guys for joining us this week on Three Sheets Mouse. Thank you for making our show a part of your Disney life. Thank you for your time this time and until next time. So long for just a while. And thank you. Scott, did Mikey get closing remarks? Send nudes. He did now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs>